Good morning, everybody. Pastor John here with this week's 10 at 10. I'm excited to get into the word here in just a minute. Um, hope you are doing well. Hope you're having a good day. And uh, uh, today uh, we're going to be in Numbers chapter 13 and, and 14. And uh, we're going to be talking about whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? We'll be talking about that here in just a second. Um, you know, hey, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in, in all kinds of different dimensions, but I just want to, I want to encourage you to, to stay in faith. I want to encourage you to lift your eyes, keep your eyes on Christ. The most important thing you could do is spend time in the word of God. I mean, that should be normal, y'all. That should be normal. And see what happens, man, is, is pressure kind of comes up on our life. And it and it, it that pressure puts weight upon anything that is just under the surface and not, you know, not really healthy. And it puts weight to expose the immature things, the unhealthy things, the things that we've kind of learned to live with. That God wants to expose them, not to judge us, but expose them to grow us and to strengthen us. So if you've been feeling real, you know, lots of pain or loneliness or rejection or whatever. Don't, don't think, oh my gosh, God is judging me or whatever. Those painful things are being exposed so that you can deal with them from the right perspective and grow and get past it. So uh, stay in faith. Don't let your faith fail. And um, before we jump into the word, uh, if you got your Bible, get out to uh, Numbers uh, chapter 13. We'll be in Numbers 13 and 14 uh, today. But before we do, just want to share a couple things, guys. Uh, if you're if you're new to Faith Center, uh, please go to our website. I mean, not only you know like and follow our Facebook page, and but go to our website and and there's a there's and I forget even what exactly it's called, but there's a thing about we we want to hear from you, we want to get to know you. Fill out that information and let us let us know um, that you've been coming and 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 stuff, and put a prayer request in there. We'd love to pray for you and for your family with where God has you right now. So if you are new to Faith Center, please put that in there. So, so uh, you know, Sarah and I as pastors and the, the leaders of the church and the prayer team can pray for you as you're making a new connection here to, to Faith Center. And um, and also download the, uh, the Church Center app. If you look uh, at, at the Church Center app, you download that, then you can find Faith Center on there because you can find a number of different churches on there, but find Faith Center. And once you log in and create your login, you can go in there and search for Faith Center and then click and, and what and that 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 one app will help you connect to all the events and all the things going on. It'll help you register. It'll help you find life groups to get connected in. So I really encourage you to to get the church center app. And um, if you got questions about it, hey call our office. We'll we'll help you. We'll help you find it and 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 get plugged in there. So, um, uh, and one more thing, you know, I just thought about this before we jump into the word and start our 10 at 10 is um, I really appreciated Jim Lewis sharing, you know, his story of his mom, Hazel, and the whole ministry of Hazel Kids partnering with Beyond Uganda and how his mom, you know, was an orphan and, and God came in and, and helped her and and how Jim is continuing that through the ministry of Hazel's kids and you can sponsor a child and it takes a, a handful of people 
to to be uh, a, you know to sponsor a ch- for one child a handful of people sponsor one child um, and and so Jim is going to have a table out in the lobby uh, this Sunday uh, for you to come and 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 you can choose he's believing you know for five children to be sponsored and uh, or maybe you just want to give a one-time donation maybe you just want to give a one-time thing you can do that uh, you can you can give online for that. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, show up at the at the lobby in the foyer this this Sunday and, and just see what they're doing and just hear about it. And, and it's a good thing. Sarah and I sponsor a child and we just think it'd be a really good thing for you uh, to do. And it's helping to, to, to stand with those in our church family and in our neck of the woods that are making a difference around the world. So Numbers chapter 13, uh, 10 minutes on the clock. I'm hitting the start button. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word and let faith leap off the page to transform us in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, Numbers chapter 13 is all about possessing the land. I'm still talking about that thing of take possession. We've got to take possession of the land. We're not trying to take possession of something that God doesn't want for us. We're not trying to go get something um, and you know, that God has not promised us or the whole thing, you know, we're invited to take possession based on his invitation of the promise is an invitation. So the promise that God gives us in his word is an invitation to partner with him and take the very, get hold of, to to grab hold of the very thing that he said uh, that he wanted us to have and that he was giving us. So we're not we're not being selfish or greedy or, you know, stealing from other people. It's nothing like that. It's it's simply believing God, taking God at his word and embracing the things that he's promised us, which includes every area of our life, not just one dimension, every area of our life. So God, with that heart, sent out spies, told Moses to send out spies to go spy out the land. And these spies came back. There was 12 spies in Numbers 13. Uh, There's 12 spies that were sent out, one from every tribe. And he sent out these spies, and these spies were there 40 days spying out the land. And there's lots of, I don't have time to tell the whole story, but they, uh, they spied out the land. They even brought back fruit from the land, a big old honking cluster of grapes, And they brought back fruit from the land. And remember, in every piece of fruit, there's a seed. So what the spies were doing was bringing back fruit from the land so that the taste of the land, the taste of the promised land, the, the seed of the future of the thing that God has promised them, they'd get a taste for it. And that's what God will do in your life. You got to start spying out the land. Um, and, but as you spy out the land to get a taste, for what God is is bringing you, not just bringing you through, but what he's bringing you to. We know he, what he brought you from, and I know he's bringing you through some stuff, but you've got to get a taste for what he's bringing you to. And that's what the spies were doing. They went to spy out the land, and uh, and it's, you know, verse 23 talks about the cluster of grapes they carried. Verse, uh, in Numbers 13, verse 25 talks about they returned from spying out the land 40 days, and then they they brought back word. So they brought back a report. And that's today I want to talk about whose report are you going to believe? Because 12 spies went to spy out the land, one from every tribe, and they brought back a report. 
and they brought back fruit of the land. And verse 27, they, they told them, they said, we went to the land where you sent us and it truly flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit of the land. So that phrase, it, the land flows with milk and honey is, is a phrase that everybody there would have known. They were saying this land is full of resource. This, this is talking about the wealth of the land, the riches of the land, the potential of the land, the prosperity of the land. This is a good land. This is a large land. What God is bringing us to is a land that has resources that we can, that we can cultivate and, and increase. He's brought us to a very fruitful and abundant land. But then they started turning the quarter, but the people in the land, they got negative. So 10 of the 12 spies had a bad report. And in verse 30, verse 30, you see Caleb, which is you had Joshua and Caleb were, were two of the spies that went out to view the land and they brought back a good report. So you had 10 that had a negative report and two that had a godly report and that believed the Lord. So once Caleb saw, oh man, this 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 speech ain't going well. They're they're sharing bad things. They're 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 causing unbelief to go into the people. Caleb in verse thirty says, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. Yep, yep, there's some obstacles. Yes, there's challenges. Yes, but the promise of God. We're we didn't go accept this thing on our own. God promised us. God is the one that invited us into this. So yeah, there's challenges. Yeah, there's enemies. Yeah, there's issues. Yes, there's going to be suffering and persecution. But you know what? We are well able to go take this land. Man, I love that report. We are well able. Let's go up at once. Let's go up at once and do it. And then look what happens as you keep reading. Verse 31. But the men who had gone up with them said, we are not able these 10 other guys, we are not able. They are stronger than us. And then they gave the children of Israel a bad report, an evil report, a report of unbelief. You got to be careful who you listen to. You got to be careful. You know, you got to really recognize whose word influences you the most. Does God's word, a word of faith, does that word, you know, the just shall live by faith. Whose word influences and activates movement in your life? Is it fear? Is it faith? Whose word? It needs to be God's word. And so this bad report was given. Look down in verse, um, in chapter 13, verse 33. And these people were saying, man, these guys were like giants. The giants of the descendants of Anak, uh, they came and they were giants. And we, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. Man, that just, man, I just, oh, that victim mentality. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. Oh my gosh, we, they were so big and strong. We were like grasshoppers. See, your perception will determine your reception and it will also determine your direction. So their perception was, oh, they weren't believing God. They were fearful. They weren't walking in faith. They were fearful. Instead of God being at the center of their perception, they were at the center of their perception, saying, we are not able. God just brought them through the Red Sea. God just delivered them from Egypt. God didn't bring them out there for them to die. And they forgot so quickly what God has done for them. 
And instead of God being at the center saying, we are well able, they just had this mindset of, oh, we're at the center. We can't do it. Those people are bigger and we're like grasshoppers in their sight. See, their fearful and perception of unbelief was so blinding them that they even thought the people of, of Anak, the people that were there, the giants that were in the land, they, they were assuming and making a judgment of this is how they're looking at us. And so we're like grasshoppers in, 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 in their sight. And, and going down through verse four, I mean chapter 14, look at these things. There's, there's four things that they did. No, look at what they did. The first thing is, so all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. So the first thing they did because of their unbelief, because of their faulty perception. See, their perception was deception. They were deceived. They weren't believing God's promises. And so they put themselves at the center. And so what they did is they begin to weep and cry to God all night. They should have been rejoicing. They should have been thanking God. We are well able. We're going to take possession of this land. God, you're going to, you brought us, you delivered us from Pharaoh and from Egypt and through the Red Sea. And now you're going to take these giants out. And Lord, you are strong and you are with us and you are for us. Instead of that kind of praise and thanksgiving, they were weeping and crying all night. See, a bad believing a bad report will make you weep and cry when you should be rejoicing. The second thing that happened in verse two, and all the children of Israel complained against Moses. So they complained against leadership. And what they said is, if only we had died in Egypt. Man, what a victim mentality. What a bunch of nonsense. This stuff gets me angry when I look at this. People walking in unbelief, sitting there. God had just done so much for them and is positioning them to go take possession of, a, of, of the land. But they're weeping and they're crying like a bunch of babies. And then they're, <laughs> and, and then they're like complaining to Moses. They complain so much. So you're either going to have a mouth that complains or a mouth that confesses the promises of God. So they were complaining so much. And, and then as, as they kept you know, complaining before the Lord, the third thing that they did, and they were thinking, you know, we should have just died in the wilderness. Man, terrible stuff. And there's, there's more to that, but I don't have time for it. Verse 3. Why has the Lord brought us into this land? So now they're questioning the Lord. They're questioning the judgment of the Lord. Why did God bring us out here just to kill us so that we'd, we'd be victims? Why has the Lord bring us? Why did the Lord bring us out here to kill us? Well, that's not what the Lord brought them out there for. There goes my timer, but I'm going to take just another minute because I want to finish this. The, see, your faulty perception will cause you to cry out to the Lord. It'll cause you to complain to leadership instead of confessing the promises of God. And it will cause you to begin to judge God. See, why, God, why have you done this to us? Why, why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this to me? What God is doing to them is bringing them to a promised land. What they are doing to them is making themselves and their children's victims. So they were judging God. They were judging God. God, why are you doing this to me? They, they were, they, their perception was a faulty motive. They're thinking God brought them out there to kill them, but God didn't do that. Brought, God brought them out there to set them free. But their perception led to deception. Their pain and their circumstances were lying to them. 
And they even look at what they did. Why has God brought us out and, you know, that our wives and our children should become victims? It would have been better for us to just be out, you know, to return to Egypt. Man. And, and verse four, so they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. So the last thing they did is, is they took control. They took control. Faith in the wrong direction, which is actually fear. And they said, we're going to choose a leader to, to bring about our will and our desires. We're victims. We want to go back to being slaves. We want to go back to being slaves. We want to go back to Egypt. We're more comfortable being victims than we are being victors. And they go, he wanted, well, let's choose a leader. It's always a bad idea when you choose a leader. You want to recognize the leader that God is choosing to lead you into your promised land. Your fear and your faulty perception will cause you to choose a leader to agree with your deception to bring you back into your bondage. You got to recognize who the Lord is bringing into your life to lead you. A mouth filled with confession, not complaining. A mouth filled with rejoicing, not crying. A mouth filled with promise, not pain. And so I just want to pray over you, and, and next week we'll pick back up in this story. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you give everyone uh, watching just faith. Let them have a fresh level of faith and change, let their perspective change. Let them believe the report of the Lord. Let them believe the report of the Lord, that you have brought them out of, their, of Egypt and of sin and of slavery, and you are bringing them through the wilderness and the struggles, but you are bringing them to a promised life, a life of abundance and strength, even in the midst of struggle, even in the midst of hardships, even in the midst of things you don't understand why they're happening. God, your promise will prevail. So help our perspective be a faith as we take possession of the land. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you Sunday.